Hello, Central fans. I'm Trevor Castle. One of the great athletic traditions at Central College, especially over the last three decades, is the multi-event competitions in track and field, the pentathlon, heptathlon, and decathlon. Since 1991, 16 Dutch athletes have earned All-American status 47 times and won 11 national championships. In this episode of the Dutch Memories podcast, we'll run, jump, and throw our way through the story of the Maltese. In its current form, men compete in the indoor heptathlon and the outdoor decathlon, which are comprised of seven and ten events, respectively. Women compete in the indoor pentathlon, which is five events, and the outdoor heptathlon. Each event has a table where you get a set number of points for your time, height, or distance. As a casual fan of track and field, I couldn't tell you which events comprise each of the multi-event competitions, but current Dutch associate head coach Jim Fuller says that when it comes to working with the athletes, it's really not that complicated. It's running, it's jumping, it's throwing. It's things we were doing when we were six years old, you know? And um, we look at our workouts as, are they a running workout, are they a jumping workout, or are they a throwing workout? And try to even those up. It really doesn't matter what we're throwing. We're learning how to throw, and we're learning how to jump. And it's, do you jump up or do you jump forward, you know? Fuller says that because athletes are participating in multiple events in different disciplines on the same day, one of the key traits in the multis is the ability to bounce back. I tend to be a coach that looks at a big picture, maybe not the small one. Uh, I like the idea that, you know, we do one thing and then we're done with it. We go on to the next and it may go good. It may not go so good sometimes, but then we move on through the whole, the whole thing and then it all gets put together at the end and you've got a score. And uh, I think it takes unique kids to do that. Some other sports, you see the same thing. You know, a pitcher walks a guy in four pitches. He's got to clear his head. He's got to get it together and he's got to be able to throw a strike, you know. Quarterback throws an interception. They've got to be able to walk off the field, forget about it because the next one's got to be a good pass. And so that aspect of it does um, move across different sports, but I think it really moves into the decathlon, and I, and I like that a lot. While that mentality is a key to an individual's success, there's one huge key to Central's overall success in the Maltese, a dedicated Maltese coach. A lot of schools have their niche that they like. Um, you know, Wartburg right now is very strong in the distance runs. Dubuque has been had a real good history in the throws. Uh, those are the two that I think of in our conference, and they've got their niche. Well, ours has kind of been the multi-events. And, yeah, we work hard to uphold that, you know. I work hard to go out and recruit kids that want to do it, that think it's something that they would try and that I think have the qualities that would lead them to be a good decathlete or heptathlete. Now with that little bit of background, let's go back to the beginning. While Central had a handful of athletes who participated beforehand, our story really starts with a 1992 track and field season. That was the first year for new multi-event coach Guy Mosier, the architect of this dynasty. Previously, Mosier was at Simpson where he coached national champion and eventual U.S. Olympic decathlete Kip Janvren. He's the one that kind of really piqued my interest in decathlon. Right before I met him, I could have probably told you the 10 events of the decathlon, but I may not have been able to tell you them in order. You know, I wasn't that familiar with it. But then he had such a desire to be when he became a champion and an Olympian uh, that you kind of go, man, I better learn some stuff about this event uh, so I can help him. I owe a lot to that kid in creating me as a decathlon coach, kind of like, you know, he was a lot of fun to work with, obviously, but he has such a desire to, to get better. I go, man, if I'm going to be his coach, I better learn some things. 
Mosier grew the program at Simpson over the late 80s, then made the jump to Central in 1992. When it came to Central in 92, there had only been, as far as I know, one DeCathley developed at, at uh, Central, and that was Eric Pingle. He approached me about helping him with the decathlon a little bit, and then he was my first All-American and back in 1992. He finished second in the, in the deck and um, kind of spread from there. One interesting aspect of the Maltese is that most athletes don't do their first such competition until they get to college. In Iowa, there's no decathlon or heptathlon at the high school level. And even some of the individual events are brand new to them when they get to college, as many have never had the chance to pole vault or throw a javelin. So as Mosher was building the program at Central and still coaches to this day at the University of Central Missouri, I asked him what he looks for in multi-event recruits if he can't watch them compete in those events at the high school level. Tell you what, lots of times, uh, you know, you look for somebody who's got a little bit of speed and maybe has one or two other events that they do in high school that were pretty good. And then the rest of it, you just teach. Um, you know, obviously, you know, they did away with pole vault a long time ago in the state of Iowa. So you have to teach, teach kids from scratch how to vault, how to throw the javelin. A lot of sprinter jumper types are not throwers. So you got to teach all the throws. Uh, the, the discus is especially difficult to teach, I think. Um, so yeah, you just look for a good athlete with a good attitude, I guess. And, you know, one of the things you can't be afraid of in the decathlon is afraid to, to fail a little bit, you know, to, to learn all the events takes some time. And, uh, you know, sometimes, man, you think, you think you got an event figured out and all of a sudden, you know, you can't do it very well. So you got to, you got to take a couple steps back before you take some more steps forward, I guess. So yeah, there's a lot of teaching involved in the decathlon. So, uh, it takes a coach who's willing to do that, you know, spend the time with kids and, and just be patient with them and, and so forth. So, so you kind of look for a kid that's got a really good temperament, I guess, doesn't get upset if they don't, if things don't go well. And uh, fortunately, I had a lot of good kids like that at, at Central. After Pingle's success in the early 90s when he was twice an All-American, Mosier developed Jay Roten and Sean Clark into All-Americans as well. Roten finished six at the 1997 decathlon, then went 2-3 with Clark in 1998. Clark would make it three All-American performances in a row in 1999 and 2000, the latter of which he was joined by freshman Peter Wagner, who finished eighth. One year later, in the spring of 2001, Wagner became the first Central Decathlete to pass the coveted 7,000-point mark in the decathlon and in the process won the school's first national championship in the event. I didn't come in as the favorite to win, but I remember sitting at like the banquet before before the meet thinking, I can beat this guy. Everything seemed to click at that meet because I had a lot of decathlon personal bests at that meet. I really noticed that I was feeling good at that meet when I ran my 110 hurdle race because I think um, my previous personal best was 1478 in the 110 hurdles, and I think I ran 1479 in the decathlon, which it's hard to do because usually by the second day you're feeling pretty crummy, normally pretty sore and tired. So to run within a hundredth of a second of my personal best at that time told me that I was I was feeling pretty good. Unfortunately, then I went and only threw like 90 feet in the discus, which was like 25 feet shorter than I normally throw. But luckily, I was able to come back and have a really good pole vault session despite having having it delayed for thunderstorms. And then I threw, I think, like a 10-foot personal best in javelin to follow that. And then going into the 1500, uh, I knew, unless something terrible happened in the 1500 that I was going to win. So yeah, I just had to make sure that I stayed stayed with the guy who was the closest to me and 
it was pretty exciting. The decathlon is staged over two days with five events on each day. Mosier says that Wagner's second day during that 2001 title run was particularly special. He's a pretty good second day kid. You know, he picked up pole vault really well. Uh, you know, he, he was vaulting 14 feet uh, in just a couple of years and things like that. You know, another Iowa kid that never picked up a pole until they got to Central. But I still remember the second second day after the hurdle race, he, he got done with that and he just goes, I'm going to win this. So he was like really competitive, you know, and that's another thing you got to have. A kid's got to be competitive or they don't they don't really belong in the decathlon. Wagner battled an injury but finished second in 2002, then won another national title in 03. And to this day, he's still the only central athlete with four All-American performances in the decathlon. He gives Mosier a lot of credit for helping to bring out his best. He helped a lot with understanding how there's similarities between different events and how you can use those similarities to kind of cross train between events in the decathlon. But also he, he taught a lot about how volume and intensity, how they interrelate in, in doing a workout and how kind of how to periodize um, your workouts throughout the season so that you're peaking at the right time. And so, yeah, having someone who understood the multi-events and how to train for them was invaluable. By this time, Synergy was also starting to have a big impact on the program. Sisters Reagan and Lindsay Schultz, along with Abby Gonzales, became Central's first All-Americans in the female heptathlon in 2002. Reagan finished third, Gonzales was seventh, and Lindsay was eighth. Reagan moved up one slot to second in 2003 while Lindsay finished sixth. Then the sisters finished an incredible 1-2 at the 2004 national meet with Reagan bringing home the gold. That was a very exciting meet. You know, you start out and it, it had been a rocky year for me. I had some injuries my senior year um, with my hamstring and kind of set me back. My first, my first heptathlon was... I think the Drake Relays was where I qualified for, for nationals that year. That was my first one of the year. And um, I didn't do the conference meet that year just because of injuries. I didn't do the conference multi-event meet. Um, and my sister did and ended up getting the record there. But um, so, yeah, going into nationals, it was a little bit – I came in as a top qualifier, and it was just – you know, you kind of have a target on your back when it's like that. So – that me, you know, things kind of fell together. My injuries didn't hamper me. And, you know, I came out with a personal best for point total. And I didn't quite get the 5,000 I wanted, but it was pretty darn close to 5,000 points. But, but no, got the, got the national record that year. And um, finishing first, second with my sister was a pretty amazing experience for sure. Schultz has several unique chapters to her story at Central, one of them being the obvious connection with her twin sister. My sister and I, anyone that knows us, knows that we are very, very similar. Um, a lot of the same interests, same friends, and all that kind of thing. And so, you know, when one of us was interested in it, it seemed like both of us were interested in it. And so we both started at the same time. And um, it, it's always been good because... I've always had her and we've been so competitive and so we're always pushing one another. So it was good to be in it together because I think we made each other better. Schultz is also the only central multi-event national champion who is a multi-sport national champion. She was a freshman on the 2000 Dutch volleyball team that won its third straight title. 
I loved my experience with Central Volleyball. We we had a great team all all four years I was there and just being a part of that that excitement that surrounded those teams I was on. I mean, I'm a I'm a super competitive person and so it was just, you know, the passion of the team and that competition, it just you know, it spills over into most anything else you do. And yeah, I think there's a lot of um, kind of crossover skills between volleyball and track. I mean, you know, the quickness and agility issue, um, swinging, like your volleyball swing, it very much mimics um, throwing javelin, which sounds kind of weird, but we had a lot of um, decent javelin throwers that were volleyball players. Just all the jumping and that kind of thing, it all, it all transfers over to high jump, long jump, um, those types of events. So no, there's, there's definitely some benefits that come from playing volleyball. And yet another unique piece to Reagan's story, she was dating Wagner in college and the two are now married with three children. He was one of her biggest supporters at the 2004 national meet. That was a lot of fun. Cause I mean, we trained together like every day during track season. Cause we, we typically had similar workouts. So we were working a lot of the events at the same time. So that was a lot of fun, um, getting to spend that much time together working out and training. Going to that national meet to watch Reagan run was, was a lot of fun. Went up with a number of other multi-eventers like Sean Clark and Jay Roten came up to watch too. So that was a lot of fun spending time with them. Multi-eventers before my time even. But yeah, the main thing that I remember from her meet was her running the 800 and we knew that she had to run a certain time she needed to run in her 800 in order to break the national record when she came through that first lap we were like yelling at her to get going because I think she was a little behind pace and then she came up and like naked split a 800 in order to run a fast enough time to get the national record at that time and so yeah that was really exciting to watch. Reagan's 4,943 points from that 2004 national championship meet is still a school record, and Lindsay's 4,835 ranks second. Mosier, their coach, knew that they were going to be special from very early on. I tried to talk them into doing the multi right away when they were freshmen, and they weren't even sure they were going to come out for track. They were volleyball players, and they weren't even sure they were going to come out for track, and then they came out, and they jumped, and they hurdled in their, their freshman year and then their sophomore year, I got them talked into doing the, the multi and, you know, they were all American right away. And I just said, after that first year, I go, they're going to be first and second in the nation as seniors. And I, I can't tell you which order they'll be. I just predicted they would be national champion. And that did come true. So, you no, know, that, that's really exciting when you, when you can get a one, two out of a program, there's not too much of that that's happened over the years at any level. And then um, in 2011, Curtis Brondike and Ethan Miller did the same thing. They did it indoors with the pentathlon and then did it outdoors with the decathlon. A different order, though. Curtis won the pent indoors and Ethan was second. And then outdoors, uh, they switched that. Ethan won the deck and Curtis was second. So that's pretty exciting. It's happened three times when I was coaching there. So yeah, that's really, really exciting. Before we get to Brondike and Miller, a quick tip of the cap to three more female Dutch All-Americans. Dana Wilkerson was seventh in the 2006 heptathlon. Jill Zaskowski was remarkably consistent with four fifth-place national finishes in both 2010 and 11 in both the indoor pentathlon and outdoor heptathlon. And Caitlin Wilson took eighth in the 2011 heptathlon and fourth in the 2012 pentathlon. Like many of the Dutch Maltese, Brondike was a multi-sport athlete in high school and came to Central in the fall of 2007 intending to focus on basketball. 
but he also played football, and the Dutch made a run to the national quarterfinals that year, putting him a little bit behind the curve on the hardwood. He never really gained traction, so he shifted his focus to football and track and field, where Brondike says Mosier was a huge influence. He really pushed me to understand dreaming, to be honest. Uh, you know, he, he coached Kip Janvrin, um, who was a D3 kid, local kid from Panora, went to Simpson um, and took it to that next stage, you know, eventually became an Olympian. And that was something that I think every day in my in my track career under guy, that was, that was like in the background, right? It was like, you, you can do something special. You can do something special. And that beyond the X's and O's and all that type of stuff is I always felt like he, he believed that, you know, I could win a national title. He believes that, you know, I, I was capable of being a national record holder and, and doing some of those things. And that, that was something that I always, and, and still am very grateful that guy instilled in me, in the Maltese, Brondike became a five-time All-American, including winning a national title his senior year in the 2011 Indoor Pentathlon. My junior year, I was really lining things up and sadly pulled my hamstring at the national meet during the second event. So that, that really put, uh, obviously, a bad taste in my mouth and put a hindrance, I would say, even on my development. So that was something I was really motivated for, you know, going into even the outdoor season, just, just to make a national meet again and then coming back as a senior. You know, my training partner, Ethan Miller, was, was dang good as well. So uh, knowing I had to, you know, work my butt off every day just to beat him was, was something that was, was always there, you know. And, and that meet was special even in itself because there were only three of us there. Ethan, myself, and Matt Graber, and we were able to, to come back as national runners-up. As Mosier mentioned, Miller was second of that 2011 pentathlon for a 1-2 Dutch finish. Then they flipped the script with Miller winning the decathlon and Brondike taking second later that spring. It really helps to have kids to train together, that especially if they're maybe on the same level. Ability-wise helps, but also intensity-wise, you know, a desire kind of comes back to desire again. So yes, it's really helpful to have more than one kid that's training. Miller lost his training partner Brondike to graduation in the spring of 2011, but picked up a new one that fall. In his freshman year, Eric Larson was an All-American in both the indoor heptathlon and outdoor decathlon. Quick note, the NCAA changed the indoor multi-event for men from the pentathlon to the heptathlon that spring of 2012. Meanwhile, Miller repeated as national champion in the decathlon, making it a whopping six All-American performances, the most all-time for any Dutch multi. Mosier mentioned earlier in our story that when recruiting multi-event athletes, he looks for speed first and that he can teach the rest. Larson was a classic case with a sprinting and long-jumping background in high school. It, it was really awkward uh, doing a bunch of different uh, body movements that just didn't feel natural. Like, for instance, throwing the shot put. Um, just, I just thought you had to throw it with like, your arm and your shoulder, you know, and that's not the case at all. So, um, and just learning how to move your body through the ring and doing the right techniques in a high jump approach, um, throwing a discus. It's a little strange to just, it's like teaching someone to do that for the first time with no prior background is um, really difficult, especially to do at the college level too. It's, it's a really humbling experience. But eventually, the more you practice, it's kind of like anything. The more you practice at it, the better you get at it, the more comfortable you feel at it. Um, I actually, uh, my, my discus, I think I eventually... Uh, really got the hang of that on my freshman and sophomore year, especially. 
uh, for some reason. Uh, I don't know why, but some, I think some of my best marks came from my freshman year in the discus. I know it just comes from you know, repetition and practicing that over and over. Um, and also I could talk about the pole vault, how awkward that was learning how to, you know, run with a huge pole and, uh, getting it to bend the right way, do the right movements in the air. I, I never really perfected that. I don't think in my career and coach Moser especially did a great job of, um, knowing how to teach a beginner and all those things and how, okay, we're going to do this step. And once you master this step, we're going to move on to the next step and some really, really basic fundamentals that I was able to learn from him my first year that um, really was key to helping me have a really successful career. Larson only got to work with Coach Mosier for that one year as Guy left Central after the 2012 season. Larson almost did too. I thought for a long time that I was actually going to transfer the UNI to go with him. I eventually ended up staying here with Coach Fuller. It was a bit of a strange and awkward time period. I, I didn't really, never really fully understood um, what happened, but that's kind of how things go at, at the college level too. You know, coaches aren't there, um, aren't guaranteed to be there forever. But yeah, I was able to take adversity and work through it, and I ended up having a pretty good relationship with Coach Fuller too. Fuller came to Central after previously serving as a highly successful head coach at NCAA Division II Northern State University. I was coaching in South Dakota and asked Kip Janvren um, about where my son should go to school, actually. I'd mentioned Simpson because I had some people that I knew there, and he said, you should look at Central College. Coach Mosier's a really good coach. I knew Kip good, but I didn't know Guy at all. And we came down, and of course, Aaron really was very positive and liked it a lot and really enjoyed his time with Coach Mosier. And Coach Mosier moved on after Aaron's third year. And uh, I was just ready to get out of being a head coach. Uh, Division two school, it was a lot of paperwork, to be quite honest, a lot of NCA stuff. And Central offered me the chance to be around the events that I really like. I mean, I've always liked the decathlon. I've always liked the heptathlon. I think they're really unique things that are not cut out for everybody, but for the kids that like them, it becomes their passion. And so I uh, came down 10 years ago and, uh, you know, very hard effort to just try to uphold the tradition very honestly i mean you look around you go wow you know curtis brondike scored seven thousand points and ethan miller scored seven thousand points and so i I, my first athlete that i had was was eric larson and uh, and eric was a little um apprehensive uh about a new coach and um it took a while for eric and i to get on the same page but once we did we i think we really enjoyed being around each other something clicked In Fuller's first season in the spring of 2013, Larson won both multi-event national titles, starting with the heptathlon. Going into that meet, I think I was fifth or so, I want to say. I wasn't exactly a favorite to win it, but there was also no real clear-cut favorite to win it, so it was kind of wide open. So that was kind of exciting going in, knowing that I had somewhat of an outside chance to maybe win, but wasn't necessarily expecting that going in. Um, but then uh, during that meet, I ended up putting some, up some really good numbers. I think I PR'd in quite a few events. And then, uh, the next, after the first day when I was in first place, I was <laughs> pretty excited, but nervous on the night before the second day, you know, it's kind of a strange event where, you know, half the events in one day and then another half on the second day. So it's a lot of, uh, a lot of nerves go on in between that time period. But, um, I remember in the pole vault, I was all I had to do was get a mark in the pole vault and 
I pretty much was fairly set to be able to win the thing. And I missed my first two heights. I ended up making it on my third attempt, but uh, it was pretty, pretty nerve wracking experience. I had to, uh, I had a lot of talks with coach Fuller. He had to calm me down and told me exactly what I needed to do and my technique to do it. Yeah, it was just one of those things I had to really compose myself, get myself together just to get over a bar. And so then I could uh, go on my way to the national title after that. Larson posted the top qualifying mark in the decathlon later that spring and became the first Dutch Malty to win both national titles in the same year as just a sophomore. Unfortunately, things didn't work out as he would have hoped after 2013. Everything was going really great my junior year. I was number one in the nation, I think, and, and my score in the head pass on. And one day in practice, I was pole vaulting and tweaked up my ankle really bad. And that put me out for the rest of the year. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of, I don't know if regret's the right word, but uh, a lot of wondering what if, if that never happened, if I could have ever gotten to where I wanted to be. It feels like when I think about my career, it feels like there's um, some unfinished business. But, you know, at the same time, I'm also thankful for all I was able to do. Yeah, when my senior year, I was able to get somewhat healthy to get back there. I was able to accomplish a few things I was proud of. I was able to go to a Nebraska meet and compete with a bunch of Division One athletes. And uh, I competed and won that meet, and I was really proud of that. But I really wasn't able to have the longevity with my health on that year. And so I kind of knew that I didn't really have the best year, um, not the year that I wanted, but I also did the best I could with what I could with my injury. Larson set the school record in the heptathlon his senior year, which now ranks second best, and he closed his career with an All-American performance in the decathlon, finishing sixth. While it's challenging to compare different eras, we've saved the best, at least statistically, for last. Will Daniels was only at Central for three years, graduating early, but in that time, he set the school record in both the heptathlon and decathlon and became the only Dutch Malty to win three national titles. At the 2018 indoor meet, teammate Ryan Cruz nabbed an All-American performance, finishing third, while Daniels took first. I think that was probably my favorite meet that I've ever competed in at any any level or any um, yeah any individual meet. Um, I think I was seated to win, but it was a pretty close race, and my first time uh, competing at nationals in a multi-event, which. I felt definitely a lot of pressure um, just with those two things alone, but I never, I didn't really view myself as a favorite at any point, <laughs> even like uh, a lap or two into the, into the one K the last event, I still didn't like really view myself as, as uh, the favorite or like, wasn't sure if I was going to end up uh, in first at the end of it. Um, but I just remember like some events went really well, the 60, uh, 60 meter dash on day one and the high jump in particular were just like big PRs for me. I remember being really excited about that. And day two went uh, pretty well. I ended with a, PR in the 1K to just squeak out uh, enough points to um, finish in first. And then the whole time, uh, Ryan Cruz was was also just having an awesome meet and finished in third. Uh, so I, I just – like some of those pictures that, that are out there of me and Ryan on the podium uh, so close to each other and, and Coach Fuller too, I think that was that was probably the – yeah, definitely the highlight like meet of my um, track career and probably one of my favorite meets just to think back to you. Daniels took third that spring in the decathlon. Then the next year, he repeated as heptathlon national champion before closing his Dutch career in emphatic fashion. At the 2019 Outdoor Track and Field Championships, Daniels scored 7,427 points in the decathlon on his way to the title. 
a mark that has only been topped by four Division Three athletes ever. Going into the outdoor meet, it was definitely on my mind that there's nothing to be conservative about, nothing to hold back, and just I really tried to go for it in every single event and, and just kind of put the overall competition out of my mind a little bit and just really um, dial in on each event and uh, make sure that I was leaving everything I had out there. And I don't know, I guess the, the competition was pretty smooth once it started, but I remember there were some weird delays right before the 100. Um, so we were kind of like warming up, and then they told us it'd be delayed, and so we just kind of sat around and then warmed up. And I was a little nervous about that and then um, caught a good tailwind and uh, ran a big lifetime best in the 100. I think that kind of sparked the rest of the competition for me, which was um, exciting. And I remember the the 400 in particular, I think, went pretty well. That mean, And the 1500, ironically. So the, the two that um, two events that I uh, am generally uh, not performing as well in and, and don't really enjoy very much uh, ended up being probably two of the best events out of all 10 for me that meet. Uh, which I don't know, maybe kind of uh, poetic, I guess, in some sense. But yeah, the that whole meet, the, the weather was beautiful and the field did really well. I know the competitor in second place, he and I both were just kind of going back and forth, feeding off each other in different events and just had a ton of fun. So all three were, um, all three of those meets were really special, but definitely unique. Uh, each one of them was very unique and, and kind of stands out in different ways. Fuller says that there are so many things that make Daniels great. He was very even keeled in the way he looked at things. He never got too high or too low. He was, Will's really smart. I mean, he was the outstanding scholar athlete of all Division Three track and field people. So he's a really bright kid. He's going to be in med school. And, you know, he, he just understood what you were saying. And his ability had two things that really made a difference for him. One is he recovered really fast. He could do a decathlon on Friday, Saturday, and he was bugging me to work out on Monday. And I'm going, hold it, we're going to take three or four days off, which is so what some of the other decathletes at the time needed. And he didn't. And then he stayed healthy. He just didn't get hurt. And, boy... If you've got a flaw, the decathlon will find it. Um, and he never really had an injury um, that, that caused him any problems. So I think that was good. And it's just a, a slow, consistent determination to get better and better and better in the events. And I, I think that's what made Will great. After Daniels left Central, he went to Iowa for medical school and used his remaining eligibility to compete for the Hawkeyes. He was second at the 2020 Big Ten Championships and an NCAA qualifier in the heptathlon, which was canceled due to COVID-19, and he was named an All-American. Daniels then finished second at the 2021 Big Ten decathlon and earned All-American status with a seventh-place finish at Nationals. That was an exciting meet in the, the new stadium there at uh, the University of Oregon uh, was pretty awesome. And yeah, it, it wasn't uh, that performance overall in the decathlon wasn't exactly what I was looking for. Uh, but I think that's, that's definitely the point where, you know, at a, at a championship meet where the decathlon sometimes becomes not so much about trying to set a bunch of PRs and all 10 events or anything, but sometimes guys show up a little banged up at the end of the season and things like that. And weather doesn't always cooperate. So I think that definitely for me turned into just kind of uh, an opportunity to scrap and, and claw and, and do everything I could to uh, finish as high as possible. So definitely to finish top eight was, was important to me and something I was really um, hoping would happen. And I was, you know, I finished the 1500 and, and was when I looked up and saw that I was um, able to, you know, to feel, um, to feel really good about that. And yeah, that season was, was pretty cool. The, the big 10 championships uh, a little bit before the national championship was probably 
for me, more of the highlight just because I had some, some better individual performances in some of the events at that meet. But yeah, to finish, to finish off at Hayward Field was, was definitely cool. While Daniels was the most recent in a long string of All-Americans for the Dutch men, it's been since 2011 that the Central women have had a top eight finisher in the Maltese, and it hasn't happened yet under Fuller. We haven't quite got over the hump. You know, Kiki uh, Pingle from Pella and Mary Gray from Waukea both made it to national meets um, and been close to the national, you know, to All-American, to the top eight, but didn't quite get there. And yet between them, in seven because the covid year multi-events indoors they went one two in our conference six times and won three once so they did really well we just couldn't quite get over the hump of that i think it just kind of goes in cycles a little bit and I, I i do think that some of it is expectation too you know eric saw ethan and curtis well if they can do that i can do that you know, Will saw Eric. Well, if he can do that, I can do that. The girls really haven't seen anybody to do that at the national level. I think we've had national caliber women, and I think we will continue to have national caliber women. Gray qualified for the 2020 indoor pentathlon that was canceled due to COVID, and she was officially named an All-American. All of the athletes that we've highlighted in this episode of the Dutch Memories podcast have left their mark as part of the Dutch Maltese dynasty, some of them adding to it with what they've done after they left Central. Wagner, who graduated in 2003, still competes today. He's a four-time top six place winner in the Drake Relays Decathlon, most recently finishing sixth in 2018. In 2013, he posted the third best score of his life at Drake, a meet he remembers fondly for the Dutch connection. That was a fun meet because Ethan Miller and Curtis Brondike were also competing along with Eric Larson. There were four central multi-eventers competing in the, in the same Drake Relays decathlon. So that was fun. For what it's worth, Wagner won that little central reunion in 2013 at Drake, finishing fourth overall. Brondike was fifth, Larson eighth, and Miller 11th. Brondike won the event a year later and again in 2017. The year before that, in 2016, he competed in the U.S. Olympic trials, finishing 11th. Competing in the 2016 trials alongside the likes of Brian Clay, Trey Hardy, Ashton Eaton, handful of my you know most respected peers, uh, was really really cool. I, I remember vividly a moment when I started a slow clap to a full stadium once again, just because Ashton Eaton was there, the organ organ guy and have the whole stadium clapping for me uh, and then come out of that throwing a PR. Uh, so, so those there's, there's cool moments there, you know, getting to compete in Germany a couple times on team USA. Uh, one of which is, is where I met my fiance, Alex, you know, what, what track and field has provided for me, I'll be eternally grateful for. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that I was able to even put any sort of post-collegiate career together because it really has, has changed my life trajectory in, in a lot of ways. All for a kid who went to Central wanting to focus on basketball, you might remember. Brondike coached with Guy Mosier and Kip Janvern at the University of Central Missouri for several years, then left for Iowa State where he just finished his first season building the Cyclones multi-event program. Last June, Brondike and Daniels both competed at the U.S. Olympic Trials, with Daniels finishing 14th and Brondike 15th. Daniels' main focus now is on med school and an eventual residency, but his competing days aren't over. Up next would be the 2023 U.S. Indoor and Outdoor Championships. 
I definitely am in that spot where I think there's, you know, some improvements and some different events that, that could happen if I was healthy and, you know, things have to line up, obviously a lot of different things, but uh, yeah, there's just always the, always that voice in the back of the head saying that uh, there, there are points left on the table. And, and so that's what it would really be about for me is just um, having a ton of fun for another year and, and trying to uh, just work hard to scrape out some of those um, small improvements that, that I think maybe might still be there. Daniel's mentality is also a good metaphor for the success of the Dutch Maltese program over the last 30 years, a constant search for improvement. From just one decathlete in the early 90s to a program that's produced 16 different athletes who have earned All-American status 47 times and won 11 national championships. Wagner says that's quite a legacy. I think that's pretty exciting because, I mean, even when I came in, I was looking up to Sean Clark and Jay Roden and Eric Pingle and just hoping that I could live up to what they had already established. I mean, even when I was coming in, Central already had a pretty good track record at multi-events. And so I didn't know how good I would, I would be coming in. I was just hoping to live up to the tradition that was already established and, and hopefully just take it a little further. So the fact that I won was the first multi-eventer to win a national championship and the first one to score over 7,000 points was, is pretty exciting. And I really do hope that my success helped bring in athletes and made people realize that if you have talent and you're willing to work hard, you can succeed and you can compete at a higher level. My thanks to coaches Guy Mosier and Jim Fuller, along with Dutch Maltese national champions Peter Wagner, Regan Schultz, Curtis Brondike, Eric Larson, and Will Daniels. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Dutch Memories Podcast. We'll have a new episode every month featuring a player, coach, game, team, or moment in Central College's storied athletic history. You can subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify so you never miss an episode, or just check the podcast section at KNIAKRLS.com. Dutch Memories is a KNIAKRLS production. I'm Trevor Castle, and go Dutch!